everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. We are here with Josie today and I am so pumped for this conversation. He is an absolute sweetheart. But I'm going to pass over to Jeremy to introduce him properly. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, I'm going to start with a little fun fact. Um, I think I told you that once on a message. But um, So Rosie and I moved to Miami in December 2017. Um, just before Christmas <clears throat> and uh, on New Year's Eve on uh, 31st of December we went to Wynwood uh, we didn't have any friend we didn't know anyone here so we just yeah, went we'd literally been here like a two week weeks, or two yeah. weeks yeah. so we went to Wynwood because um, people told us that's the place to be if you want to have fun so alright we went there um, big party and we're dancing in the middle and, and suddenly a group of like I think five people came uh started dancing everyone like circled up around these guys and f- like having like a <laughs> dancing battle thing it was pretty cool <laughs> I was like whoa that was cool okay right um uh, two years later uh we see you again at Daybreaker and at the end of Daybreaker we looked we looked at each other with Rosie and we were like is that the guy that we no, saw... I was, like, I was like, Jeremy, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why, but I've seen him before in my life. And Jeremy was like, really? And I was like, yeah, just have a look at him. Just have a look. And then we kind of like process. And we're like, oh my God, it's the dancing guy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so we, we actually saw you literally like two weeks after moving to Miami. <laughs> wow. And here we are like two and a half years later. <laughs> we are having a podcast together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, here we are uh, a few months later, two years and a half later, uh, recording this episode together. So thank you uh, for doing this with us. Well, thank uh, this you is going to be a, me. a fun episode, I feel. Um, yeah, I I wanted to, to, to record this episode with you because... Um, you you're always like spreading love online uh doing your best to spread like kind words and 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 peaceful words and and things like that uh your your posts your photograph from like your travels and and stuff like that always dancing uh it's it's always nice to see that <laughs> uh to see your smile and uh, yeah i thought it'd be nice to spread this this kindness a little bit more you know (laughs) yeah i agree this is my first podcast ever in my life by the way so i'm very happy oh thank you i am a little nervous (laughs) but not not too nervous because like it's it's awesome to try new things and experience new things so this is come on i mean you 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 spend you you spend your time on on stage yeah i know right around many people so you you're used to it exactly there are there is a difference between like like i'm ready on the stage and blah blah blah, and then like off stage if somebody asked me to do something it's like oh i'm a little shy it's like impossible you're not shy you're not shy right it's just a little shy <laughs> um all right let, let's just start with like some basic tell us who you are where you come from um what you do of your life okay so my name is Josie Brooks, and I am from Louisville, Kentucky, USA. 
That's um, where what... the accent's from. I love it. <laughs> what, Louisville, Kentucky? I love your accent. You sound like a southern. Oh, yeah, the southern. Yeah, the, we got that southern hospitality. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, um, and uh, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, I started, like, my first sport was running track and field. And that didn't start until I got into high school. And then mm. at the end of high school, uh, I did three more summers of track and field. But in the midst of that, like in the middle of high school, I started dancing in my room, like making little little video clips just to All see right. how I dance and move and stuff. I didn't know that I was leading into an epic transition, though. And it surprised me more than I thought of how much expression I could give, like, in movement when I started dancing and then it gradually like uh escalated uh wildly and mm. like adventurously and like at the end of my third summer after graduating high school of running track and field I just I don't know there was some obstacle course that showed me that it wasn't my place to um uh, uh, to move forward into running track and field because I had a goal and I had a plan and there was some plans that were like uh, not correlating to my mindset of like how to get where I want to be in track and field and there was a reason because I guess the universe was like look we're done with track and field <laughs> now that you found dance this is what I want you to do <laughs> So the the obstacle course with track and field was like freaking it was like it was hard to get into universities. I didn't have financial aid. I barely had money out of my own pocket to pay for my schooling and also the same for my uh, my parents couldn't help me out because it, it was a lot of money. So yeah. and then like I just started dancing in my room a lot more and consistently like one summer just like consistently going running working out coming back home making dance videos and then I like got into a gym and I started going to the gym almost every day doing my workouts and then there was a studio it was always after eight o'clock I remember that very for sure like after eight <laughs> o'clock no one's in the studio because they finished their yoga or aerobics class right. or whatever stuff so it was free for anybody it's just that most of the time I was in it after eight o'clock <laughs> and nobody came in I mean I don't know why they didn't they were free to come in but I always used the studio there in a, it was called LA Fitness uh, it used to be called Gold's Gym and um, I would just dance in there after my workouts and like got my little GoPro and just started consistently making videos only to study myself and to uh, hold memory. And I started uploading them on YouTube. So um, in case I want to go back and study myself and my movements and how active I was and how like how creative I was just to keep that inspiration alive along with watching other people um, like other people's dance videos and see how creative they are so I can be inspired on top of that and it was working out pretty well for me <laughs> so um, that's how my dance started and then like next thing you know I heard a dance crew was in my hometown and 
I went to audition for it, and I, I made the audition, and we were a dance crew for a whole year from 2011 to 2012, and the dance crew was called Alter Ego. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, we got, we became family, really close friends. And of course we had our differences, but we highly respect each other and um, we inspired each other. And it was a, it was a great team that we had. I think we had at least like, uh, how many people? Uh, seven, eight, eight people. And um, we traveled to Chicago and did a little competition. We didn't win, but the experience was amazing. Then, oh, yeah. like, in the midst of that, we wanted to go see, um, there's this huge event that's been held all over the world called World of Dance, where different dance groups and soloists, they get on stage and they just show their talent. And, like, it's a really, really, I don't know if you all heard of it, but it's called World of Dance. And... Okay. I think um, Carlos told us about it. Yeah, it's I I remember, it's yeah, not right. the world of dance that you see now on TV with Jennifer Lopez and the judges. This oh, is okay. a different world of dance. Like it's like a community of dancers. Okay. So with that, um, we went there and like just to go like sit amongst everyone else and watch watch everybody like perform and stuff. We had no intentions of performing. And then one of our uh, teammates, he uh, he ran into a rap star named Little Mama, and he's like, he recognized her, and he's like, "Aren't you Little Mama?" And she's like, "Yeah, I am." And then he, she was looking for dancers for her backup dancers, and she said, Whoa. "You are are you part of a crew?" And he's like, "Oh yes." <laughs> she said. Uh, do you do are you all available uh are you all gonna be performing throughout this weekend and they said no we didn't plan on it and she said do you want to perform for me and i was like yes <laughs> so cool that? <laughs> that was just uh just a run-in i was like wow that's so cool and then like um he ran back to us and it's like yo i just met little mama and she wants us to be our <laughs> back backup dancers i was like let's do this <laughs> so we're in a hotel all of us together like making up choreography and like dancing to some of her uh um old music and like i don't know and then like the day came and she was so so sweet she was so humble she was so loving she was a very caring sweet lady like she's she has a lot of heart she was so genuine like her aura literally is like the first taste of cotton candy Oh wow! <laughs> if you can remember uh, your first taste of cotton candy, is so sweet and it just dissolves so elegantly in your mouth. That's how her aura is. Wow! It was amazing, and like we danced, and she was rapping and singing, and everybody in the crowd was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and then after that, we all was like networking. It was like, "I want your Instagram. I want your Facebook." <laughs> But it was so awesome. Yeah, we took lots of pictures. So yeah, my dance literally started um, in 2011. And then in 2012, that's when the dance crew broke up, Hmm. unfortunately. But I said, I'm not stopping here. So like, I'll go solo. And then I auditioned for So You Thinking You Dance in 2012 in Atlanta, Georgia in the Fox Theater. I made it pretty far. I almost made it to Vegas. I almost made it to Vegas. So 
but yeah, and then like so, so what on. Were you specialized in what? What kind of um, was it? I I specialized in okay. Well, when I auditioned, I was going in for hip hop, and then I did this like leg tilt, uh, and the judges stopped the whole thing and got on me, and they was like, okay, this is strictly hip hop. And we don't do no leg tilts or anything or blah, blah, blah. It needs to be strictly hip hop. And I got my hands behind my back, fiddling my fingers. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get cut. I'm going to get a cut. I'm going to get a cut. I'm going to get a cut. <laughs> and then they like, and then they asked me, have you trained in any other uh, techniques uh, besides hip hop? I said, yes. I said, yes, just to stay in. <laughs> and, and then they said, they said, all right, um, what have have you trained in contemporary jazz or anything? I said yes. <laughs> so um, they moved me onto the section. There's different sections, and so you think you dance. There's a hip hop, contemporary, and a lyrical, and then probably more now. But those were pretty much the specifics. Mm. And then um, they put me in contemporary, and I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do, and I was sitting by this guy named. Uh, trevor knox and he gave me the most encouraging like just little words and i said and he's like are you okay i was like i'm nervous and i don't know what i'm going to do and he said just move and i was like it sounds so easy right (laughs) i was like okay yeah it sounds so easy and i was like okay and then he happened to be in one of the same groups that I would go into like mm. there's a set of auditioning where there are prejudges. There's three of them. Mm. They sit at the table on stage and there are, and there's groups of ten. Five will be on the left side of the stage, five will be on the right. And then they go one by one. And then um I was number f- six, I think. And then um this one person went and like she was beautiful she was dancing contemporary like legs feet arms and everything and i was like this is gorgeous I, i'm so glad i said yes that i knew how to do this <laughs> and then like as uh there was this one person in particular i don't know uh her name but she started dancing just like dancing and then like they stopped the music and they were very strict they was like we cannot like they said first of all if you're going to dance I need you to feel the music first. Don't just go in doing a bunch of, they were cussing too. And like, they were really on it. Like, it's like they were there to halfway mentor us and encourage us to like, really be in the moment and not be so anxious just because it's an audition. And I get that. I got that immediately. I was, I was in it just doing it because I want the, the experience. And um they gave her another try so they played the music and this time she waited and she listened to the music and then she went in the middle of the stage and started dancing it was beautiful and then it became my turn the sixth (laughs) person (laughs) and then like i remember what song it was it was uh it was chris brown and jordan sparks singing uh no air no air that song and I was dancing. I don't know. I like 
just I didn't think about anything. You just I came was, out. I was just dancing, and then like just legs, anything I could think of, like, <laughs> and doing jumps. And I did this last leap. And um, what you if you hear the judges say, uh, "Come get your golden ticket," it means you made it past the the right. the right. final round of whatever to meet the real judges. And I did a jump, landed on my feet, and did a little turn. And all I heard was, come get your golden ticket. I was like, ah! <laughs> I ran up to the desk, and I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> it was so awesome. And, like, everybody had a great time. It was awesome. So if it wasn't for Mr. Knox telling me, just move, I I think I would have been anxious a little bit. Like, wow. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, yeah. Yeah, I got it was awesome. I made it all the way till the partner round. Like the, the real judges. I got to meet Mary. I got to meet Nigel and Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen is so amazing. She's the one that gave me the most feedback out of uh the other two judges. They were just such an amazing experience. It was. It was so beautiful. Like like the people there. Like I me I immediately felt like family. Like we've been waiting in line to get into this building for hours and we're all in line, like making friends, leaning up against each other, giving each other uh, the snacks that we have to hold on to get inside, to have enough energy to audition. Like, and then like made really great connections, like hugging each other, encouraging each other, rooting for each other. It was so awesome. And I saw some really majestic beautiful dancers that has got cut and like everybody like could feel that heart broke like like it's you know it's you it's no denying of seeing a person on stage in a dance perspective seeing a person on stage and moving with their soul Mm -hmm. and you can clearly see that it's so much passion and just the love of of movement and i saw that in this one guy and everybody felt it like his vibration was so high you all like i got up and i just reached my hands out to the stage as he was dancing just to get like feel the energy a little bit closer and and then everybody else was so captivated on what and he was just he and it, it was like like 10 a group 10 and five on one side five on the other and it was his turn to go and we was just at all and then like the judges would after the last person goes they would say line up side by side and they would say call out the numbers to come forward or call out the numbers that you have to go uh, uh take one step back mm-hmm. and then they could do it either way all right the ones that are forward um right. take care try again next time or it could be vice versa it's like you made it through the next round the ones that are um in the back take care try again next time and um the guy that we all felt like he was in the back and uh the judge said the ones that are in the back take care go home and try again next and everybody was like no effing way are you Mm. kidding me and then he walked off stage he, he took a bow to them, said thank you, but you can tell how much pain he was feeling when he was walking all the way around the theater, like about yeah. to exit, and 
everybody didn't look at anybody else. Everybody looked directly at him, like just following him, their eyes following him, like feeling the hurt. Some of us started crying. I know I did. And then I was like, I've got to say something. Like I walked out where he was walking and I just hugged him. I just told him, I said, you are amazing. Like, don't let. Sorry, guys, we had a little technical issue and we lost uh, Josie for a quick second. Uh, luckily, he finished his story. Uh, I asked him if he ever saw this guy again. He said no. And then we carried on conversations. It's literally like 10 seconds missing. So, yeah, uh, let's go back into it. What, what I f find amazing is that you've been able to go really far in dance and, and now you that's your profession, your job. Um, mm -hmm. What started like as a hobby in, in your bedroom uh, mm -hmm. turned into that. And you've learned everything yourself, right? Then, like, yeah. if I understand, like, you're totally self-taught. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. I didn't start like taking dance classes until like after so you thinking you dance in 2012 because the only thing that was uh that debbie allen allen gave me feedback was she said you're great and you're a fighter and then she said go get technique mm -hmm. and once you have that come back and i was like okay so after two at the beginning of 2012 i used to work at a warehouse in louisville kentucky and i saved my money i connect with friends from different states chicago ocala florida new york and i spent weeks uh in chicago learning ballet learning um jazz hip-hop contemporary and i went i spent a whole week in new york to train learning salsa learning mm. uh, uh again ballet jazz hip-hop contemporary and also in cala florida like um, dancing uh, the jazz and contemporary and hip hop, all the styles, like just training until the end of the year. And then in 2013, I went for So You Think You Can Dance Again. And I told the judges, I said, I was last told to go get technique in 2012. And here I am now. And um, this was me speaking before I actually do my solo. And it was mm -hmm. mix of contemporary a little bit of hip-hop but mostly contemporary and they said all right well good luck and then like they played the music i danced and then i got cut that round <laughs> so oh. but they said oh. you have improved on technique they said now you just need to have your technique a little tighter i said all right sure thing like that's cool and then like after right when i was going out the door and my mom was there. Uh, last time, my mom and my brother was there in 2012 uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. This 2013 was in Orpheum Theater in Memphis, Tennessee. And my mom was there. And like right when I was going to the lobby, uh, I saw I saw the uh, camera guy, and they wanted to interview me for a quick second. And they was like, um, "So Josie, tell us what happened." Um, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I got cut on my solo round and I really had a fun experience. It was great. And I enjoyed uh, reconnecting with some of the dancers that I've seen last year and newer friends has been made. And 
great new experience has been made and I'm very thankful for it. Like it was really fun. And then they said, so it was fun of you getting cut. And I was like, <laughs> immediately I caught on to it. I was like, so you're provoking me and you want me to react and I'll give you a reaction. So I told him, I said, I said, I mean, there's a lot of people that audition and it's, they can't let everybody in Vegas. So yeah. people are bound to get cut, but it doesn't make them any less of a dancer and any less of an artist. So, and I said, I said, I feel really good about this. And also the people that didn't make it like, um, like we're still encouraging each other because when it all comes down to it, dance is a community. It is a universal yeah. love of movement and of artists. And like, mm-hmm. He and he was like, so you're just happy that uh, you got to go through experience all until now, and you got cut and you lost. And I was like, so I said, like, <laughs> literally, and I was like, this is a great. I said, like, this, it's a great opportunity to throw a lot of stuff in your face yeah. in a smart way. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wish you a great. Like I didn't say that to them, like, but yeah. what I respond after that is that I just told them. I said, everybody's experience is different and everybody's on a different path. So um, we're all heading to the same destination. It's that we go through it differently. And the experience that we take, we can either learn from it or have it burden us. And I said, um, my experience was wonderful. And like, I'm a winner 24 seven, by the way. And I walked away from the camera and I went to get my stuff, and I went to my mom, held her hand, and we walked out that damn door. Wow. So, <laughs> so that yes. was end of that. And then at the outside the door, there was a lady that recognized me from 2012. Oh. And let me tell you how fast a blessing works. Like, she was a professional dance company director in Alabama, and she said, come audition in my company at this date and uh because you have potential and everything and blah blah blah. and i was like okay i was like thank you (laughs) i sure will do that so me and my mom drove all the way back home from memphis and saved up my money again and when the date it was like in summer in june this month like like a month like this and I went to audition for Alabama uh, company. And like that same day, I made the company. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to move here. And my mom <laughs> was so excited. My brother was excited. Was excited. Uh, like my friends were excited. They're like, oh, my God, you're moving. It's awesome. <laughs> and, you, and you're going to do something you actually love doing now. And I was like, I'm really, really thankful. So like that happened. And then I just became a part of the dance company in Alabama. There's a place called Dothan, and uh, it's like a small circle in Alabama, right next to Enterprise and uh, Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, I stayed there training all styles, like ballet, contemporary hip-hop, and a little bit of tap and jazz um, for three years. I was a part of that company for three years, and then I felt like I wanted to go somewhere bigger of a city so hmm. i moved to miami in 2015 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah moved to miami in 2015 and um yeah uh there yeah 
yeah, I remember when I moved to Miami, I had my my U-Haul truck, had my <laughs> car that my mom gave me, and I had everything set, and like, I finally made it to Miami. It, it was an eight-hour drive, by the way, mm. so, um, but yeah, I made it to Miami, and I was, my first encounter of a seemingly like drag race, and like... <laughs> I was in the middle of the highway. I kid you not. I was in the middle of the highway, just hit Miami. And my brother told me stories about this. I just kind of slash <laughs> didn't believe it. But then when I saw it, like there was, there was a muscle car on my left and then there was a Mustang on my right. And they drove up like past me. And then they came close in the middle, like in, in like right in front of me. And like they stayed at a steady pace. And I was like, what the hello kitty is really going on? What is about to happen? I feel like I'm about to witness something. Is there are there cameras around right now? Is this Fast and the Furious? And then like next thing you know, they peel off and like rumming engines and they was like gone. And it was a clear road. And I was like, I called my brother. I was like, yo, I just witnessed my first Fast and the Furious. <laughs> The underground station, the Tokyo Drift, whatever you want to call it. I just witnessed yeah. all of them. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, they're drag racing. He said, oh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of that in Miami. Welcome to Miami. That's their welcome. You made it. <laughs> I made it. Mama, I made it. So that happened. And like from that point on, it was awesome. It was quite an experience, though, when I first moved in. Like I've, I've uh, ran into some seemingly good people that were uh up to no good in a snake-like way and i was able to see through it and thank god i had some some people beside me to help me see through it a little bit more like a little bit clear and uh what i mean is like i had a roommate there and i was my plan was to move in i moved in with him and shared a studio it was in coral gables the coral gables was the first place that i lived when i arrived in miami very expensive um and um so he expected me to pay like uh half of the rent which was seven hundred dollars and i had enough money for that but i was like wow and then like every day every morning i got up and I was hustling. I was going to every studio around the area, even further uh, miles away from the area, giving my resume from left to right, introducing myself. Um, excuse me. Um, every like every day, like just waking up. Like uh, first, the thing I always do is like wake up with my like me meditating, clearing my mind, focusing on what I need to do in order to survive in Miami and just to have more clarity of what I'm going for and who the hell I am. So I hustled every morning. Like at least I got up from 8 a.m. all the way and I didn't come home until like 12 a.m. Like trying to get connections and everything. And uh, further on down the road, I started receiving emails of like, hey, I wonder if you can come in for an interview, blah, 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 and all this stuff from uh, different studios. I was like, this is good and everything. And right when I got the hang of it, <clears throat> my friend, uh, he said he doesn't believe that I would make enough money doing what I'm doing now. Uh, in other words, I would not make enough money as a dancer. Yeah, He doesn't know much Actually, I don't think he knows anything about the dance world on how it works. But I was going to say, like, I would yeah. have no idea how much someone earns. So Man, just to 
presume that somebody it's, doesn't eat this. It's so, it was, I, man, he just didn't understand. So, mm. but what, what I needed him to understand is that I'm working, like, I'm working my butt off to, like, uh, collect as many studios and work in many studios, like, to um, even have money to pay off the rent. So he didn't... So, he... J- just for me to understand, um, sorry to cut you. So when you were applying to studios, was it to get, like, a teaching job? Yes, a teaching okay. job. Yes. Okay. A teaching job, like, I, I told myself when I come to Miami, because when I was in Dothan, Alabama... I was a part of the company. I was teaching um, in several oh, okay. studios, and I also had a uh, normal job on the side. I was working at a, um, a frozen yogurt shop, but I made uh, a point to myself. I was like, when I move, I will not have a normal job right. of like anything besides dancing. If I'm not dancing and, and like... I'm only going to make, I made sure of it that I'm going to make money doing what I love to do. Yeah. yeah. And I and guess there is two ways to make money, right? As a dancer, teaching yeah. or dancing. Teaching, choreographing, or, or getting in dance videos, getting paid, like oh, yeah, okay. stuff like yeah. that, a, a wide variety. And okay. um, like, so that happened. And then my friend was like, this is, I don't think this is going to work. And Like one time we just got in a little bickerment of an argument, not big, but just a little argument. And then like, he's like, he got a little upset and just said, well, you're probably just going to have to be out by August. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, and thank God that I ran into a studio in particular that I end up working uh, with uh, as a teacher and getting free training there as well. Um, that's another benefit of being a teacher in a studio because you get free <laughs> training on any class, regardless if it's right. a teenage class or an adult class, like you get to go in and just, just go and train yeah. and have fun. So it was a really wealthy studio. And, um, uh, my friend said I needed to move out by August. I was out in three days oh, because, wow. <laughs> because of the person that the owners in that studio that I, um, that I became a teacher in, they said, just come live with us until you get back on your feet. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you. And I moved out, moved my stuff in. They had a big house and had a, like, I would say a shed, but it's a really nice shed. (laughs) (laughs) So I lived in there for like a month and a half. And then, uh, I, they were by uh, Miami Shore. So right. I moved to Miami Shore. So from Coral Gables to Miami Shore. Now I'm in Miami Shore, going to the studio, teaching. And after teaching, I always relentlessly like like going to another class to train. Like I nonstop mm-hmm. like train and everything. Whilst I was doing this, I was also looking for a dance company to put myself into and to audition for. So I'm looking at, there was many, not not that I'm aware of, but there are many other dance studios that I was uh, looking at, um, or dance companies I was looking at in Miami, and was trying to find the right one that fit me, and that could benefit me in a great way as pertaining into training, and to ve- uh, character development, 
and discipline and I look for all of that like I require a lot of that for myself because I want to be capable of more of what I think I am like I want to can you explain what what exactly you do when you work for a dance company like what dance company what's the relationship like, between you and the company so okay there the dance company it can be like uh it can be eight dancers which are called principal dancers and um or it could be it could be as many people a lot of principal dancers but the one i was in had uh eight of them so four boys and four girls and there were two directors and the whole thing about this company or any company in general like the directors uh choreograph us and uh long long uh sections of different pieces that correlate all the way into one to make a show and we present the show we perform this show um in the area of the city or we can uh tour out uh and go from you know out of the country to perform the show that they have created on us and okay. it's a director's way of expressing their artistry um when you can't find the words to say anything like but except through movement and they use mm. us to ha huh, that's funny they use us <laughs> 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 they use us no <laughs> but you can use me all you want just pay me good no sweat yeah. no <laughs> no really uh, truly i was not about the money i just wanted to experience and all that stuff but um they um they choreograph us and then we can go to different places to perform and um just get our performance out and um spread awareness of like they would do like an awareness of like um different themes i can't think of one right now but meaningful themes like that could be going around the world right now yeah. or something like that like and it's the director's job and a dancer's principal's job is to have rehearsal be there and um do what you need to do like be okay. choreographed and and then they uh we have classes in the morning we it depends on what day it was every monday we would have ballet class before we do rehearsal every wednesday we would have a modern class or con like contemporary but modern um before we have rehearsal and every friday we would have jazz class in the morning and that would go every day of the week like monday wednesday friday um we that's three days out of, of a week we will be rehearsing and having class yeah. and the decorators choreographed us and everything like that mm. so yeah i uh finally able to get hold of a company But before that company, there was a place called Showstoppers, and I heard that they were holding auditions, and I did not know like what I was necessarily getting myself into. I just knew I had to get a hold of an audition and to show my talent and stuff like that. And like I went to Showstoppers, and um, uh, there was this great lady. She's awesome. Her name is Susie, and um, she owns the studio. Uh, I heard that she um all the dancers there when uh when they work for her like you have to pay uh pay her to like um 
to get into these uh, dance videos or music videos of great artists and hmm. a great artists of Miami and stuff like that. But that's not what I was going for. I was going for a company. And I thought that the company that she had, like I saw like demos and um, uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Video Pro. Um, like I saw like that. I saw the I saw her work and her choreography and her dancers, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to be. That's what I want to be a part of." They're doing variety, a wide variety of styles, contemporary hip hop, ballet, everything that I need, and like they have the energy that I need. So I auditioned that day, and I showed up in audition, went through the whole audition. Um, I didn't quite sign any papers yet. And they uh, allowed me to read the contract and stuff like that. And then I saw something that like made me not want to join that company because, in my perspective, like, or in a company, like, as a professional company, you have to. A dancer. How do I say this? When you are a part of a company, you get paid. Mm-hmm not the other way around yeah so she was expecting me to pay to Mm -hmm. take all the classes and and a a measurable amount of money and i was like i can't do that no um Mm -hmm. that's not a company that i'm looking for and then i found the right company uh in miami and it was called dance now miami and i joined that company and how I joined that company and how I found out about that company is the studio that I was working with um, teaching it. And a, a guy came in and took class, a contemporary class that I was joining in. And his name is Anthony and still a great friend to me mm-hmm. till this day. He has been such a blessing, let me tell you. Um, but we took class together. We started talking and I said, mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the class, like it was time to go home and we were in the elevator together and we was talking about dance and everything. And I was like, I'm actually looking for a dance company that, um, is beneficial for me that I can join and get into and learn and have experience and stuff like that. And like, uh, just some, uh, I just need to get hold of a good dance company while I'm in Miami. And he said, it's funny that you say that. And I said, why? And he's like, because I just left a company. I had to leave because I'm soon moving and they're looking for a replacement. And I was like, oh, really? And he said, I'm going to give you the director's number and you can go from there. I said, wow, thank you so much. Thank you. So he gave me the number of the director. I talked to her. Her name is Hannah. And the other director is named Diego. And um, I talked to Hannah and she said uh, she's holding audition for teens, but also she can hold the audition at the same time for me as well. She said, meet me at this spot where we're uh, doing a summer class um, intensive and let me see how you move. And then I showed up, gave her a hug. She said, all right, all right, you do some plies, you know, do some condos, <laughs> warm up, and then you come in class when you're ready. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I got stretched out and everything, went into class, and then, like, um, 
just like doing across the floors and with the with the kids. They those kids were so on fire. They were awesome. <laughs> they were amazing. And then like mostly looking at me and it's like, what's this grown man doing up in here? <laughs> I, I'm over thinking in my head, I'm like, look, you mind your own business, let me mind mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah so that so in the process of that whole class like they were of the two um directors of that of miami um dance now miami was observing me and at the end results like they came up to me at the end of the day and they said congratulations i said huh and they said you've made the company and wow. they they told me they said and then they said we have a lot to teach you and i said I am ready to learn. <laughs> I am ready to learn. Like it, it was awesome. And then it started from there. And then, mm. so I told you at, at that time I was living in Miami shore, right? Yeah. One Sunday morning had a day off and, um, uh, I was feeling very ill in the morning and the, the owner, the owners, the, his name is Daryl. And, uh, his wife is Renee, and he said there is a uh, there's a rule, um, one rule in the house, like just come to church with us on Sunday. And mm. I was thinking, I was like, what if I'm against that religion? But you know what? I mean, it's okay, it's fine. Like maybe I can, um, yeah, I just said it's okay. But one time, one Sunday, I was not feeling well, and I had to text him and say. I am, I'm feeling under the weather. My stomach is twisted. My body is very weak and I can't move and I'm sweating and I feel like I'm running a fever. And he said, either show up at church or you're moving out. And I was like, okay, so, uh, the Christian you claim to be, you're totally not like showing it at all. (laughs) Like the devil has reached into your soul right now. (laughs) And so that happened. And like, I told him, I was like, I can't man. And he said, great. I'll expect you out of the house by Friday. And I just replied. Okay. Hmm. So right there in my bed, I just, I just prayed and I felt better on Monday. I felt a lot better on Monday. And then I had to work. Uh, uh, at, I had to teach on Monday as well, hmm. and I saw him like you know regular like saw him in the hallway and like he pretended like nothing happened like I was going to talk to him but I felt like I didn't have to so at that point Monday night I went to um on Washington Street like I always go out uh in Miami Washington Street like just to walk up and down listening to music just walking just getting fresh air and I pass by <laughs> this exotic museum hello and uh, I was curious <laughs> I was curious I never been in there it was the door was open so I went up there I didn't necessarily plan on go in and look at all the uh like the arts or whatever in there. I just went up there just to see. And then I saw a lady at the desk and her name is June. And we really got acquainted and we started talking and excuse me. Um, she said, 
She'd say, hello, hello there, hello. <laughs> I was like, hi! <laughs> so we started talking about, like, the uh, world crisis or, you know, uh, leveling up in life and just about life and things like that. And then I, I told her, I said, yeah, I'm in a little bit of a situation of where I, I'm forced to move out, move out of where I am because of some stupid yeah. inconvenience, like... <laughs> And then she said, oh, well, it's funny because my best friend's mother is looking for a roommate. I was like, are you serious? And she said, yes, I can give you her number and you all can talk on the phone and meet up with each other and you can go from there. I was like, oh my God, look at you, universe. Thank you. Yeah, you've got a thing. Like, <laughs> swear, like... Things like, just seem to be like handed to you on a plate. It's like, oh, you need yeah, something? Here it is. <laughs> literally, like, like, I prayed and I was like, universe, I really need your help. Like, mm. please help me. And you know what? I feel like the universe will help you as long as your intentions are good and you have a wonderful heart like and you're doing the best you can the universe is going to be like here you can have this you can have that you can have this oh you want that you can have this too <laughs> like literally and um so that happened and i met up with a lady and she was so sweet her name is lupe and like you know when daryl said you have to move out before friday i was gone on wednesday <laughs> I, I had all my yeah. stuff left on wednesday and and still working at the same place teaching training there and now i just walk by him in the hallway it's like hey hi have a good day yeah. i just say hey hi have a good day no conversations with him at all like like yeah it's just yeah well it's, it's good it's not affected your professional life in that way as well that you can kind of separate it no yeah he no that no one's going to stop me from my professional <laughs> life at all. So, and I moved in with this lady and she lived in Hialeah. So I lived there, um, uh, probably all the way till 2017. Yeah. 2017. And, uh, throughout the studio that I've been teaching at, um, I met this girl and she was the actually the first uh class that I took um with she was actually teaching her name is Cheyenne she's been such a blessing and uh she's the one that went to the uh the owners and said he's a really good dancer and mm. we could benefit him with uh um him being a teacher and teaching the kids here and uh they said yeah we can have him we can always use more teachers and that's how I got hired in that um, studio. It was a great studio too. And then like, um, then she uh, told me, she said, so later on down the road, she said, Josie, you want to try out for Royal Caribbean? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but, oh wait, there was a part that I'm missing. Before Royal Caribbean, <laughs> we tried out for Norwegian. And oh. we decided to kill two birds with one stone because Norwegian audition was in Orlando. So we decided to go to Disney World for three days. <laughs> <Might laughs> and on well. the yeah, and on the second day, uh, we went to the audition. And on that same day, we went afterwards to Disney World and everything. 
we had park hopping and everything. It was oh, Disney World is amazing. If anybody, <laughs> if you all go to Disney World, please go. Have fun. You're going to be inspired. You're going to cry. Prepare for an emotional <laughs> ride. It's amazing. So yeah. So we went to Orlando. We went to Disney World on Thursday, and uh, on Friday was the audition for Norwegian. Me and her went to Norwegian. We made it through all the rounds, and the people were very interested in the both of us after we uh, auditioned. We ind- we auditioned individually, um, so me and her just happened to make it through all the rounds along with other dancers. They were amazing, so sweet, and the judges was like... Um, Here's the paper just to say, you know, so give us your contact information, blah, 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 after you've given us your resume and all this stuff and headshot, and um, we'll contact you in further notice. I was like, cool. Never heard from them again. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. How are you all are doing this? But uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> let me enjoy my days in uh, Disney World. <laughs> so weeks and weeks pass and still haven't heard from them. And... Uh, and then we auditioned for Royal Caribbean. And then uh, Royal Caribbean, man, that, let me tell you, that was the very beginning of what I actually manifested in my life. Like, mm-hmm. when I auditioned there, like, I had no fear. I was totally confident and I was ready. I felt like I was ready. And the studio, like when I entered the door and looked at up the up in the ceilings and looking at the like the office and looking at all the studios, I was like, "Okay, universe, I want to be here. Thank you." <laughs> and then, like that day on the audition, I went through all the through throughout the all the audition, went through technique round, went through choreography round of contemporary and i went through choreography round of uh commercial hip-hop and all the judges were so awesome and so sweet and one of the judges were the was the choreographer of chore second choreography i was like you are a bad at you are amazing <laughs> <laughs> like you better be out here judging and choreographing <laughs> at the same time so it was so great and then like at the end of the audition like they was uh they they asked um something in specific. They said like, "Are there any other talents that you want us to know that we should know now before we um make our deliberation?" And mm-hmm. they said, "Has anybody got any tumbling talents?" And I raised my hand. I said, "Yes, I do." And then there was other people that uh, raised their hand as well. So a couple of people went, you know, tumbling. These studios are huge. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like football size. Like football, <laughs> football field size, like well, at least half. I think I'm exaggerating, yeah, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty big though. <laughs> but you get the idea. So, um, yeah. everybody was uh the people that said that they could tumble and everything. They started at one end of the studio and finished on the other end. So, and I was like second to last. And they said they asked me. They said, "Do you need time to prepare uh to for preparation, or do you need to practice anything?" I said, "No, I'm good." And then like. I did, I swear, I had them thinking that, like, okay, this is a tumbling pass. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> I did a little cartwheel. I did a slow cartwheel and a cartwheel with one hand, and then the uh, back men walk over, and then I start doing backhand swing, backhand swing, backhand swing, backhand swing, backhand swing, back tuck. And then the, and the dude that was recording, he said, 
All right then. Anybody else? Does anybody else have uh, any tumbling pass? <laughs> everybody was like, "Wow, that was pretty good." <laughs> so after that day, me and my friend decided to go to Qdoba, and we're sitting, we're eating, having a conversation. Next thing you know, my phone notification goes off, and it's an email from Royal Caribbean. They immediately gave me a proposal to a ship that goes to China. It was in 2018, and I was like, what? I said, is this legit? And then my Cheyenne (laughs) said, boy, give me the phone so I can read it to you. (laughs) So she grabbed the phone, and she said, Yep, this is legit. And she said, the ship is called Quantum of the Seas and is going to be going in China, all over the world in China. I was like, this is a dream come true. And then they said the date would be starting for rehearsal would be May 16th. And I was like, wait. Oh, my God. And she said, what's wrong? I said, are you are you kidding me? Like, I was a part at that current at that current moment. I was a part of the um, Dance Down Miami Dance Company, mm-hmm. and our season didn't end until May 21st, and oh. Royal wanted me to start at May 16th, so I had to uh. email them back and say, I am so sorry. First of all, I am very, very thankful for this amazing proposal. I said, please keep me on your list, but it's unfortunate that I cannot um start rehearsal dates at this at this date because I'm currently a part of a company that I must finish with this contract mm. and it doesn't end until May 21st and uh they said they replied back and they just understood and they said yes it is unfortunate we will keep a lookout for you on a next contract excuse me and um I was so sad <laughs> But so thankful. And like, I think after May 21st, like at the end of May, I received another email from Royal Caribbean. They found me another contract and it was Mm -hmm. called my, it was my first ship, the smallest of the fleet, but had the biggest heart. And I was so thankful. And like, (laughs) they said, like, you start in July, uh, the Empress of the Seas. And I was like, oh my God, this is exciting. I'm literally about to get, I have nothing in my way, and I'm about to go ham, I'm about to go hard, I'm about to dance, I'm about to make connections, I'm about to, like, meet all amazing people, talented people, like, I'm so, I was so excited, and when I got there, like, it was just how I imagined, if anything, bigger, it was such a blessing, and that's how my life kicked out on, like, I literally manifested, I said to myself, this was long before I got in Miami. When I left Dothan, Alabama, I said to the universe, I said, look, I want to make a great amount of money doing what I love, dancing, performing, anything that involves dancing. And I want to travel the world at the same time. Here we are. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and I was like, literally, you have... No- I-, I started crying when I got that contract because I knew it was it was the beginning of the epic journey, a mm. beginning of a lifetime of experience that, like, I can... And I, I swear, I did not hold back you all. Like, even... At- like, let me tell you our rehearsal, like, status. They said... Monday through Saturday, 
6.30 a.m. all the way till 6.30 at night. Like, literally. And, like, like, Monday through Saturday. Only day you have off is Sunday. Mm. So, uh, better use that Sunday, recover. And then it got to, like, um, as we finished, like, you know, got used to the routines that the choreography that they given us, um, they, uh, like, they would start putting in times of saying, like, okay, Monday, Monday through Saturday, you can now show up around 9.30 a.m., and then sometimes uh, rehearsal would end around 2.30 p.m. If if our routine that they taught us looks clean and precise and nice, looks really good. So, but yeah, that's only at the end of like, we had eight weeks to learn two shows. And then um, we left on the ship and got on the ship get ready for install and uh, we performed our shows it was did you perform every night no we uh perform like say if there's a seven day cruise we will perform like and we go by days we don't go by monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday we go by like day one day two day three so on day one that's when all the passengers uh arrive in miami get on the ship and we sail away and then like at the beginning of the cruise, like uh, probably on day two, we perform our first show that uh, Empress of the Seas have. And then at the end of the cruise, we'll perform our second show before the uh, before the next day the guest gets off. And then we uh, bring in um, new guests to, to cruise with us. So yeah, not every night. There's so non-stop. You 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 stay on uh, on the ship pretty much like Yeah, but like every single time. Every port that we go to, we're able to get off. Yeah. So yeah, we don't Yeah, I've seen your stories. You've been in uh, Yeah. all the Caribbean. Oh my god. And, and all the Caribbean route. Havana, yeah. Cuba, <laughs> like Lavidi, Haiti, um Cozumel, Mexico, Costa Maya. Um we go to Grand Cayman Island. Like there's so- Key West. Uh, Key West is okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I lived in Miami. I could have drawn the Key West. Yes, I Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it was it was so awesome. Like, oh, it was breathtaking. And, like, the majestic things that you see, like, the waters, like, really just slowly. I learned that somebody told me. I don't remember who, but it's been with me ever since they told me. They said, if you are an earth person like how you really want i mean you don't have to really not be an earth person but they said like josie as spiritual as you are like i think you would much appreciate this what you do is before like when you go to the beach um you would stand close to the water that are waving in and waving back like wait till they wait till the water touches your toes and it feels like it's like a welcoming from the ocean mm. because it's a different world in the ocean and it's like the ocean inviting you it's like yes i welcome mm. you to my world so every 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 since like i would go to a beach anywhere and just stand at the edge until the water touches my toes and it's so it feels so good it just to think that way yeah like it's awesome it's really really beautiful so 
but yeah, all so the places. How how long did you how long did you stay uh, on the ship in total? Okay, how, how so our contract lasts uh, six months, and oh, okay. the big ships uh, they can last a little bit longer, like eight months, and some a year, like twelve months. Mm. So um, the longest I've heard was from my friend. She said nine months. Okay. So and, and you and you and you came back just before the virus, right? I much? did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember. From <laughs> on my second contract, like I came back March first, and I was like, "Yeah, contract done. Yeah, can't wait to do another one." Next thing you know, freaking <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> freaking quarantine, coronavirus, yeah. <laughs> and thank God that I and I came in. I came back to Louisville to visit my friends and family for a particular time, amount of time that I had planned. Like from March seventh all the way to like April, and some of my friends was like, "Okay, in April we're all gonna go to Germany or um, get an Airbnb and stay there for a week and just enjoy life, you know, just enjoy the scenery and stuff." And I was like, "Well, that has not happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will try again next year. <laughs> How about that?" <laughs> so, but I've been stuck here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I figured what better way to be stuck here um, than anywhere else than my hometown. So I'm very yeah. fine with it. So, yeah. And so what's going to happen? I guess I guess you don't know when the cruises are going to start. Yeah, again and... um, I don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, they did send me an email. They did propose me another contract which was a bigger ship called adventures of the sea i'm really i'm still really excited about that and then they uh told me and they messaged me on an email and they said it has been postponed until further notice okay and yeah. so is understanding i mean a lot of people say it's not going to be the same when things yeah. get starting like started back up and i understand that but you know i'm I'm optimistic and I I want to help other people to be just as optimistic. So everything's going to be just fine. I mean, these are trials and tribulations. Nothing that we haven't been through. I mean, well, we haven't been through this one, but you know, no, but, yeah. we're making it though. <laughs> we're making it. So it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice do you have for anyone who loves dancing and they're not quite sure how to make that a career long term and so yeah especially when you have people saying you need to get a normal job as you've been oh saying oh my god like okay <laughs> so you must have heard that a million times right oh man i heard that <laughs> a lot so the thing is if you want to be like a professional dancer go to any studio i don't care if you have to join classes with the little kids like mm. starting from like just have a good teacher. If you have a good teacher in front of you and you are willing to show like dedication and discipline, go to any studio that involves the styles that ballet is for sure to start with. Contemporary, hip hop, and then so forth, uh, jazz and, and salsa. Get as many styles under your belt. So any studios in your area, go for it. And also work on your free, like freestyle. Like I started in my room and like once you overcome freestyling, like, like, like just freestyling out of movement of expression of your own movements, like 
for some, it might not feel like comfortable uh, to even record yourself. You don't have to record yourself. Mm. Um, I only record myself just to study myself and like see how I move and what I can work on and stop doing redundant moves and just to broad uh, like open my like expand my uh, movements. But yeah. If you don't want to record yourself, you don't have to. And when you're ready to record yourself, do it. And uh, if you want to post it on YouTube, you can do it. You can have it unlisted so nobody can see your video. Yeah, yeah. But if you want everybody to see your video. (laughs) Yeah, and when you're ready, you know, you do all that. um, But go to any studio and, like, don't listen to anybody that says you can't do it. Like, don't ever listen. Like. You'll be on top of the world by the time you realize, like, you can. And if anybody keeps telling you impossible, just keep telling yourself, like, the word impossible does have a I'm in it. And separate that I'm, and it says possible. So you're definitely possible. Simple as that. That's some good advice. Where is this... uh mindset coming from oh uh, I, your, your, your mom your where did you get this, this actually mindset? when i was young okay so when i was young i have a brother and me and him are one day and one year apart my birthday's may 15th and his is may 16th i was born in 1988 and he was born in 1989 so me and my brother um mostly grew up together and um I had a father. I still have a father. <laughs> I still have a father. But um, uh, my mom and my father separated uh, when I was around age 10. Nine and eight. I was nine and my brother was eight. And um, But my mom worked night shift and my father would stay home with us and he would work day shift and then they would switch back and forth. Um, anytime my mom was out, like my dad would make us do, um, push-ups, sit-ups, splits, uh, stretching, um, Mm. jumping jacks, burpees, all the exercises that our body weight, you name them. He had us doing them at (laughs) age, like from seven to six. So you've been fit like the whole life. It was (laughs) like, it was embedded in me. <laughs> so I had abs coming out the womb, you know. What I'm <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so, and then he had us practicing our multiplications. He had us practicing our cursive and our writing and stuff like that. And then uh, at the end of the workout session and all that, he had us meditate. The only dilemma about the whole thing. Um, the default about this, uh, we got abused as well. Uh, me, my father would, uh, he wouldn't do much. I don't, I don't remember much, but like, I remember, uh, a little bit, like he would meet, he would make me and my brother fight each other, like, like martial arts style or something. And, uh, teach us lessons that could have been avoided but could have been very firm in a way of how he could have taught us but Mm. I guess that was the only way he felt on how to teach us Mm. but um and then 
that's what caused the separation from my mom and my father. She came home one night and she saw some bruises on our bodies and she called the cops and then that was it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I still love him. I still I still I'm still very thankful for him because um wouldn't be the person that I am now. And with that, yeah. like he had us meditate. Like we didn't know what the heck was meditation was. Like he had us sit. Yeah. He's like, cross your legs ten, and sit down. Ten years old. Body straight. And, like he would have us go in the room and like he would tell us to sit down on the floor and meditate. And then like literally, this man would lay in the bed and fall asleep while we're meditating. I was like, uh, is he ever going to wake up? Like how can we stop meditating? <laughs> and then me and my brother was so scared to move. Like don't move just keep <laughs> just keep sitting down <sighs> and then like he would wake up in the middle of the night and be like is okay go to bed i was like oh my god jeez <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um that happened and like i think that uh it settled in me but i only like i took out the great positive benefits out of all that he put me and my brother through and it's halfway unfortunate for my brother uh, because uh, he had a hard time of getting around it and accepting that that has happened and like he's trying to get past it. Now he's mm-hmm. past it, uh, like by uh, at this age now, so he's totally past it. But it was rough for him more so than me. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the mindset just came from my father, like of being disciplined and being straight on for it. If you want something, go for it and like uh like be passionate about it and then i got the gentle and loving caring side from my mother so right. two of those combined like i couldn't ask for anything more so um that's where that comes from and then like i've been meditating like off and on growing up and then like i started really getting into meditation like uh at age 21 and uh i don't know everything's just been so clear to me everything has just i've been feeling more and it's like here's the thing like when you ask the universe like i want to feel everything i wouldn't say there's a consequence but there there is an overwhelming uh uh there's an overwhelming thing about when you ask the universe i want to feel everything like when you ask uh that it's like it's you like to be precise yeah, i guess right yeah you need to be you need to be very uh like specific about yeah. what you want to feel because the universe like is it's like i'm gonna give you everything then i'm gonna let you feel everything and it could be overwhelming to an individual or even a group of people. And um, so I've gotten smarter. And I, <laughs> I started being specific uh, about what I want to feel. Like, um, and it can start by just waking up in the morning. Like, I always tell people now, like, if you want to, like, even if you're not a happy person or you're not much of a happy person, like there is some kind of happiness within each individual Hmm. because there can't be a light without a dark and there can't be a dark without a light. So I tell them 
before you go to bed, just think of one positive thing. And really, really focus in on that. Rather, it's something you saw. Pay attention to all the details. Use your imagination. Pay attention to all the details of that, of something you saw that really uplifted your spirit and your heart and eased your mind. Or a feeling that you felt, um, or an emotion that, that you felt good about. Like, one thing before you go to bed, like, just think about that and linger on that. Like, hold on to that for about, like, mm. two or three minutes and just breathe very nicely and just be calm. And then before you know it, you sleep. And then, <laughs> and then when you wake up in the morning, like, either you can think the same thought or you can think of something different. Like, before you start your day, I always tell some, my friends and family, I'm just like, don't look at your phone when you get up in the morning. Like, it's best to just, like, just wake up. Give your time to wake up. Like, your body and your mind deserve that. Mm. Because it's a part of you. Your body and your mind, your heart, everything, your organs, everything is a part of you. You are it. Like, give it, give yourself time to wake up. And just say a couple of things to be thankful for. Guaranteed, you'll have a good day. You'll have a good day. Yeah, you need to build the foundation. Yeah, build yourself. It. Exactly. And, 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 and be in control and don't just let the negativity and, and, and the negative spiral. Yeah, exactly. Don't get caught in there. Right. Yeah. It's, like you're, it's like, yeah, once you build a foundation, a strong foundation, you're like a mountain. You can't be shoved, moved. You can't be budged. And, and also, like you said, it's, it's, it's a matter of perspective because, like, everything is not, like, black or white. Like, there is a light and darkness, like, in everyone. Just one is stronger than the other, depending on the day. But, right. And, and, and as you said, it's, it's a matter of finding the, the strength, I, w I would say, to... Even if the light is tiny or seems to be tiny some days, like to hold on to this one and don't just get caught up by the darkness and 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 focus on that. It's perspective. Like you can just sit down and 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 complain and and be a victim and 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 see the world as this terrible place with bad people and everything, or you can decide, yeah, shit is happening, but also there is some good stuff happening at the same time. And, exactly. And, just where you where you look at it i guess yeah it's and like you what you focus on i mean you can it's uh and it doesn't mean that you're not aware of all the things that are happening it's just that like you're smart enough to focus on the positive things and also be aware of the bad things but not let that overwhelm you right like I feel like that's the kind of mindset that everyone like could benefit from. Like even in everyday situ even if there's nothing going on in this world, like just that itself is profound and yeah, beneficial. So, yeah. Yeah, cuz it's practice at the end. It's it, it it can start with anything, like a little thing happening in your life and mm -hmm. but it's practice, practice every day and 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 then becomes a habit i guess in a way yeah it becomes, becomes second part nature. of you right yeah and second yeah, nature yeah so i was i tell my i tell my friends like it's it's second nature once you continue to like you do have to practice it 
I mean, if you if you're planning on being disciplined in anything that you know that could benefit your life and an expansion of anyone else's life, and you more times you practice it, you get better at it. I wouldn't say you would be a master or anything like Yoda, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's that's pretty much the idea. And once you do that and like you start like magically attracting other people and it's like, how do you do this? How how have you come about this? And then like you're able to tell them with simplicity, like like just this and this and that. And stay with it. Be disciplined about it, and it will gradually grow on you, and you become it, and it becomes second nature. That's it. But also, as you said, like you, you said something I think important is that about attracting people. Mm -hmm. uh, if like if you want to look, if you look for trouble, you're gonna find trouble. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, where, like, you know, like we, we were saying, like everything happening to you is like. You, you have to move out, you find a place and everything. But like, you are naturally, I mean, I mean you've been practicing, but you, you, you became this nice, kind person, smiling, who like to talk to people and, and stuff like that. And that's like, you attract kind people around you because you're this person and, 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 that's be, and you've been benefiting, benefiting from now. Like, right. It's not just a coincidence. Right, right. It's definitely not a coincidence. Yeah. It's like all the events that I've uh, attended to, rather it was something of dance or fitness or even just uh, going to movies or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I Two days ago, I told my uh, friend, um, he's like my spirit brother. His name is Chris. And he told me, he said, why are people looking at me like, like that i said well it's what you think i mean what do you mm -hmm. think that they're looking at you about like like he says i feel like they're judgy or whatever or whatnot because of what i'm wearing or or how i walk or something like that i said i said you know you can think otherwise right like you have no idea what's going on in their mind i said if you look at it this way the more people that look at you Sometimes they don't realize that the spirit within them sees the spirit within you and their spirit is so attracted to you like they don't know what to do. So the exterior of them looks at you in a weird way or looks at you in a disgusted way or looks at you curiously. It's because their spirit knows exactly what kind of spirit you have. You have a light and that spirit that's in them has a light as well and they're trying to connect but the person in in the exterior wise like they don't know what's going on they don't mm. know why them for them they could be thinking like why are you dressed like that blah blah, blah. Mm. usually it's a subliminal message of like i like your style yeah i wish i could dress like that <laughs> yeah i wish i yeah. could i wish i could have the bravery to dress like that and yeah. <laughs> not care what anybody thinks and i and i was telling chris i was like don't worry about what anybody thinks. And he told me, he said, I'm still working on that. And like, he thanked me for that perspective, that mindset perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like literally you, nobody should think about what other people think because the more times you lean on that, 
it's just gonna get in the way of who you can become. Like, if you were meant to become this light, like everybody is a light, literally. I see everybody as a light. Genuinely, literally, I see everybody as a light. Some shine brighter than others, but it doesn't make them less of a human being. Mm. Everybody has their different pace of getting their light to be brighter. And then with the support of others that recognize the light and with each other, like it can be brighter. It can get brighter and brighter every day. Like I, I seriously think that we're all here to help each other. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like with my purpose, like my purpose that I found out at age 21 is to inspire, motivate, and impact people's lives for the ones that I come in contact with and for the ones that I don't come in contact with. So if I come in contact with you or um, or you see me from afar doing something of a kind act or something that you just recognize of good nature, like I plan on doing that for the rest of my life. And it's not like I am pressured to, I don't pressure myself to try to do this every day. Like, I have my flaws. I'm just as human as you are. But for the most part is, I'm pushing forward. And the more times I push forward, it will become second nature of becoming a light. And to let people know, like, you have the same ability. Like, you have the same, you whatever passion that I have, uh, that pertains to me growing as a person that um, that I become like passionate about dancing, singing, or anything else. Like I'm not saying that you have to uh, be a dancer or anything else that I do. I'm saying that you have to have a passion. Like, and when you have that, people are going to see that. It's undeniable. It's undeniable to like uh, to see that like a person has so much discipline and put in so much life into what they love to do. Like you can't not see that, and with that is inspiration itself. So if you're doing that as a good benefit for yourself and other people to help other people grow. You're in good hands. You're on the right road. You're going the right way. It doesn't matter how fast you go because you're on the freaking right road. You're on the right road. And like, there's so many people that get worried of like, I don't even know if I can go through this. I don't even know if I can do this. I don't know what, why the hell did I even start? And then there are some people at the end of the, like, of how they feel and like, I made it this far, but I don't even know like if I want to do this again. If you feel like you don't know why you're doing this, remember why you started. Remember what that passion that was in you. Remember why you started because every time you remember that, it propels you forward. It gives you longevity, oh my god, that word, longevity of of um of unlimited passion and to spread that love that you have inside you amongst other people. Rather, they're watching you from a little device on a phone or seeing you in person. Like, 
energy is real. Like giving energy, trading energy, even from a device, like and the, the device ain't got nothing on the energy that we can trade with each other, that we can transfer to each other. And it is just as powerful as if me and you were face-to-face -face in person. Like, that's what we need to do. And then the more times we trade energy that are that is good, the more times we are able to be, like, healers. Like, we are able to heal and able to be inspired, able to spread, like, good knowledge, spread great wisdom amongst each other. Like, oh, you learned this, and I didn't know about this, and you're telling me this? Like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, like, I mean... And that can go spread all over the world. No one needs to be selfish. No one needs to be envious. No one needs to be jealous. I always, and then, like, as far as emotions, I try to tell people, like, express yourself. If you're sad, express it. If you're, if you're happy, express it. If you're excited, express it. Don't hold back on expressing. The only thing that you need to have in control of and expressing is your anger. Control your anger. There are many outlets within you to help you overcome that anger. And there are ways to do it the right way. And if you don't know any right way to do it, like, like the internet is a beautiful thing. Like there are teachers on hmm. freaking YouTube to say how to release anger without hurting yourself and hurting other people find your passion release like release like it in a very safe way like if i was angry there are that's why punching bags are invented <laughs> or take a pillow and keep hitting it until like you don't have a pillow to sleep on at night something like that you know what i mean like and another thing is just go meditate, sit under a tree. I always hug trees. People think I'm playing when I when I, when I say it, like I'm literally about to <laughs> hug trees. You know how many trees I've hugged? A lot. So, <laughs> like I've hugged, and then I got the opportunity to hug trees from different part of the country: Labadee Haiti tree, Havana Cuba trees, uh, Grand Cayman Island trees, Key West trees. <laughs> Miami trees, Alabama trees, like like everywhere. Like I swear, like um there's so many things that like are out in the open for you to just find ways to release in a safe and good way to just sit under a tree, meditate, or just lay out in the grass in the sun and let the sun kiss you. Let it kiss you. Bathe in the sun. Sunbathing is awesome. Like laying down in the sun, getting all your chakras aligned from the light, the rainbow that is going on inside your body because, what is it, 75% water? We're made of 75% water or something like that. Like the light shining through us is like making rainbows in our body. <laughs> like how amazing to know that. <laughs> if you think about it, it's so awesome. I like it. Yeah. So, and it aligns our chakras. And then once our chakras are aligned, it's like, oh, good vibes. Don't mess up my vibe. Okay? <laughs> no. 
but yeah, like I think I think we're all here on this earth for like like we have a different pace of reaching to the same destination and our destination is light of reaching of who we are inside and literally we're we are all here to help each other i wish people can see that i honestly do i wish people can actually see that like to 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 know that there's only a few of us out there and thank god that that's that's that much and i feel that uh I feel that it'll spread more and more. I have hope. I've seen uh, many youngsters, like younger than twelve, and already have a mindset of of compassionate love, of a universal love, and some profound wisdom in their mind. I'm like that's amazing like that just you just mm. like you you are giving me so much inspiration not only inspiration but delighted hope like when you grow up like and you're already you're already a someone you're already a somebody even if you don't have that uh those traits or if if, if you don't if you don't have that kind of knowledge of, of spreading wisdom you're still a someone it's never too late like and i was telling the um and when i teach my dance classes like like for beginners for instance um there are some older um uh, students that would like to tr that have wanted to try my class but felt intimidated i tell them i was like look you are very welcome to come here and this is like wherever I feel like wherever I am, if I'm teaching, like I have the experience and knowledge to teach you and guide you and to help you gain confidence and to help you feel okay with moving, with just moving, not just dancing, but moving your body and expressing yourself. I feel like now, up till now, I have that experience to teach people that, just that. And with that, I'm using it relentlessly. Rather, I'm in the dance studio or out of it. Like, I want to be just as... If 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 the audience see me uh, dance on stage with wonderful group, uh, talented people, or if I'm doing a solo, as much as they are in awe, or I'm not being this <laughs> egotistic person. <laughs> this is why I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm still trying to get used to it cuz I just let the people talk like they're like oh my god Josie's amazing Baba Josie this Josie that and I just let them talk <laughs> then but like um but as much as people see me uh and they're in awe of my dancing or anything like that I want them to be mostly just as in awe when I talk to them, when they meet me in person, when I'm off stage, like I want to show, I want to tell them and show them like, like you, you have the power to do this too. You have the ability to do this too. Maybe not dancing. Maybe you're interested in playing piano or writing or, uh, or painting like anything that you like to do. 
like let it grow and then you become you, you, it becomes a passion and then after that you become the you you come to love it and stay with it amongst other abilities that you probably didn't even know like always try something new in a safe way try something new you know <laughs> but yeah so that's pretty much like yeah that's pretty much what i like to let people know i didn't want to interrupt you because oh. yeah I'm, i was just taking in <laughs> oh, shame. uh yeah i would like to end it on that honestly it's just such an inspiring message that you've been saying for the last i don't know how long it's been i don't care right. but listening to you wow i don't know i don't really have words for it uh just thank you it was amazing uh oh. and this one thing i was I, I was thinking is i wish i i really hope a lot of people are going to listen to that because you you you've been saying that you know you you want to spread this message you spread it through dance uh well this is going to be a way to spread the message to other people and to reach out to other people um so we are putting this out there now and and people just have to find it and listen to it and hopefully it's going to inspire a few people i'm sure it will uh yeah i was thinking about my two cousins in france uh they love dancing uh they are in the 20s right now early 20s mm -hmm. and they've been dancing i mean i've always seen them dancing i see them being like i don't know five or six going to teaching school every week like they're pretty good at it oh wow uh but they don't have the environment around them to everyone saying get a normal job then dance is just a hobby then dance is just the evening saturday stuff you know and it's 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 it's, it's not a job you're not going to make your life from dancing uh and they don't speak english they don't understand english but i wish they could re I, i wish they could listen to this to this episode because oh. i think Man. yeah <laughs> i'm telling like i that reminds me of like uh there was a video i saw that um that was uh very inspirational and understanding as well i saw a video of two dancers there was a group of people that um put this project together and they decided to grab um uh each dancer from different countries put them mm -hmm. together in a room and had a translator in their own language they had grabbed a Chinese girl that was a really good dancer and then they grabbed a German guy I don't let's just say Chinese girl and a German guy and uh the person told the translator to explain what is about to happen so what they had to do is the translator explained like you two have to come up with uh a dance uh a duet um to an english song that you won't understand and you two have to make uh, a dance together even though you all even though there is a language barrier there is yeah. one barrier that is no barrier and that is dance dances and they did this whole thing 
to prove a point that dance is a language, not only a language, but universal. Hmm. And they spent hours making dancing, like their dance choreography together. So the way that they communicate uh, was different sounds or like uh, doing their fingers like this is on one, two, three, four, five, right. something like that. And like at the end of the video, the results were magical. Mm. It was remarkable, like outstanding. <laughs> it was outstanding. And it was a it was a point proven that yeah. like dance is a universal language and they did so good. I wish that I knew the video was called because I could mm. send it to you all <laughs> and let everybody know. But yeah, it I mean, it should be easy to look up. I mean, YouTube has everything. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, it was so remarkable on how they collab with each other. And mm. it was such it was such a beautiful moment when they finally finished the end result of their choreography and it was awesome. So it was just a point to prove that dance is a universal language and yeah, it is. Yeah. there's nothing that can stand in the way. Like, like as body language, like if you're good at reading body language, moi, uh, <laughs> just a little bit, but um, if you're good at reading body language, you can tell like how to approach a person or a group mm. of people like on, like on certain topics or certain things or whatever to converse with so but yeah like yeah it was it was a remarkable video so hmm. so your your you, your two cousins have been dancing since they were three? Oh yeah they've been dancing for like 15 to 20 years yeah well, and like, every week multiple times a week <laughs> and you speak french right yeah, yeah. So, man, I wish I could speak French to say to give them a message, like <laughs> yeah, to tell no, them. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. I was translating. Yeah, yeah. All I know is we oui, we. Oui. <laughs> you know. Who let vous coucher? No, it's like no. Oh no. Okay, no. another one. <laughs> no. Okay, another one. Wrong one. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, no, but yeah, like um. Yeah, that wow, they they sound incredible. Like the way you just explained, like uh, no, yeah, dancing. I'll, I'll find the way. Young. I'll find the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they're getting into like normal jobs. Yeah, because that's and... what they're being told, you know. Yeah, uh, and because it, they need to get a normal job. Like we've yeah, been saying, it's so. it's hard when people are just like everybody's against you and saying like this is not worth it. I don't even know why you're doing this, but the people that say that they don't understand that the only way the heart can truly beat is to have something that you have to live for like that is mm. that is filled with joy and love and passion of what you love to do that's when the but heart you know, can it's, truly it's, beat i think it's it's not even um having people preventing you to do what you want it's also the like the whole like education system and everything mm -hmm. is is uh is telling us you know like if you want to I don't know, make it in life like to live a life like you need to do and you have to have a certain job yeah like yeah. this kind of stuff like like for for most people if you go to school or whatever like if, if you speak to i guess 99 percent of people anywhere they would say you know like dance it's just a hobby like something yeah. you can do on the side yeah. but 
it's not in the mindset of the society to like i don't know like if you're in class okay like in middle school high school whatever mm-hmm. and i think i've read an article about that actually uh if you have a kid moving in the class dancing or doing whatever moving he's gonna get told off he's gonna say sit down right. and listen to the teacher right when maybe he's just when and then he's gonna stop because he's gonna believe that he's doing something bad and and then he's gonna we brainwash him and then he yeah, becomes it's another soldier you know like yeah yeah when when if you have a teacher saying you know like maybe this is not the right environment for you to grow mm-hmm. and maybe this is not what you need maybe you need something else and 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 you can express yourself your own way but we don't do that most of the time we just you know like say stop it sit down shut the fuck up and and and, and listen oh, to wow. the teacher yeah, and it's the same like like they're so doing something whole, bad and yeah so it's the whole the case. society and and the way we 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 see life as it should be as a society that mm-hmm. doesn't encourage this kind of creative path and dance is one of them but i'm sure other other creative you know like if you want to be a singer right now people are gonna say like you can't make a living from a singer from singing like same i guess this is why another reason i think this is one of the main reasons why people from uh in different countries would like to move to america because they have the freedom to like pursue what what they love to do Hmm. or try to yeah i think that's the one of the reasons why they would like to come to America. 100%. Yeah. Because in America, we just yeah. like... Everything is awesome. Right. Every, it's like, you can come up with the most stupid idea Real ever. stupid. Like you TikTok, go, you're gonna f- like, oh my God. <laughs> you, you're going to find people saying, this is great, do it if you like yeah. it. But like, how cool is that? Like, literally. <laughs> like, it don't get any... It doesn't get any better. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, it's it's it's... It's life changing, yeah. honestly, and that's one of the reason that we don't want to go back to France or England. Yeah, like we are in Miami temporarily. Like wherever we go after, we we don't want to go back to this kind of mindset because we now that we see this possibility, like going back to this old-fashioned way of thinking and being, is like ugh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's I a can't do it. it's a cage to you. It's like. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. feel claustrophobic about Traps. this. Yeah, trap. Like mm. I'm in quarantine enough. Like stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I yeah. understand. I understand that. Yeah, definitely. Well, mm. I hope that your two cousins find a way to make their way to America and be able to live live out their life the way they want to and be extensively happy and mm. just to spread the joy that is within them that they're eager to spread like like i can ask for nothing more for anybody to just like to just keep fighting and to go wherever there's an opportunity like take it yeah i think this is a beautiful way to end it right <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, I love the both of you. I cannot you wait so- to see you all and <laughs> hug the crap out of you. You are going to yeah. turn purple, blue, orange, yellow, orange. Yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. as strong as a tree, so you're going to have to be gentle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> By the way, what's your dog's name? Oh, we don't have a dog. That wasn't you all's dog that I seen on your Instagram story. <laughs> Whose dog is that? No. I know it ain't the neighbor's dog. <laughs> you ain't taking dogs, no. are you? <laughs> Rosie is a dog photographer, and we do dog sitting, oh, so we have dogs. Yes. Ev- we have dogs everywhere, but we don't have any. Okay. We don't have any dog. I see. <laughs> yeah. I see. By the way, Rosie, your um, photography is amazing. And <laughs> and uh, Jeremy, your videos and your photography is great. as Both of you. Uh, thank you. You're talking about I'm talented. <laughs> <laughs> both of you are amazing. Well, I, I had a good coach. She... <laughs> I taught him everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you taught him everything. I'm good. the student. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for this amazing episode uh, i'm gonna listen to it again for sure uh to get my dose of inspiration from you because it's been truly amazing thank you thank you um, so much you want to close it yeah it's been so nice <laughs> listening to you talking like I, I didn't say much in that last half hour hour whatever it's been i've just been sat listening to you talking it's just been so nice so thank you so much thank you for sharing your story thank you for showing that dreams do come true and thank you for being an inspiration to lots of people out there including us yeah um that's it for the episode um yeah see you next week's guy and uh, yeah if you liked it as usually leave us a review uh come say hi on instagram yes where can we find you uh my instagram if is people want to get in touch with you my instagram is olympian3 and my facebook is josie it looks like jose josie olympian3 yeah. yeah, for all the Miami guy, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Jose, que pasa, amigo? Uh, no bueno, amigo. Yo soy Josie. <laughs> and uh, cool, I-, I link everything in the show notes anyway. Um, yeah, thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Jeremy and Rose. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>